0: Geek Shock. Geek Shock.
1: Yeah. I'm good either way. But you're invited. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. That's very kind of you. Yeah. So, yeah, a little bit of... You can't leave Mandalay Bay and take a left, I take a right, and go all the way down to practically Russell and then turn around and drive back the other way, and then it's all stop and go traffic. Really? All the narrow lanes are narrowed. So, it was a mess. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, uh, I, I've seen, I saw a picture of the, is it, is it, um, because of the crime scene? Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the crime scene. But... Speaking of crime scene, welcome to Geek Shock DIY. Woohoo! Where Andy and I are stranded and all alone in the wilds of the podcast universe. Yeah. Recording on our little recorder. Uh, Andy's little recording. Uh, my uh, my my my
1: journalist recording <laughs> his device journalist
0: recording device is great for like
1: copying interviews, but now. probably the sound quality has dropped <laughs> considerably. Right. Well, that's. Do, do we do the whole announcement? Do the whole announcement? Yeah, do, do, do I that, say who I am? That Todd died in uh, yes
0: surgery. And yes, Jeff killed himself in grief. And right. Matt has been promoted and doesn't need the checks from B sure. Shark anymore.
1: You know, I just meant the part with their names.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I
1: am Commander K, and I'm. Back check,
0: Andy. And we're here on Geek Shock to tell you what to read, what to watch, and what to play as my computer dies. Uh huh. So, killed it. Yes. This. So this is going on. This is you this whole project p- is going along swimmingly.
1: Right. We've killed three pieces of electronics and started much later than intended to. <laughs> True enough. Well, it's and practically Wednesday already.
0: That's because of the tragedy that yeah. occurred. Um, On Sunday night, uh, first of all, condolences to all the people who lost loved ones in the shooting and uh, sympathies for everyone who, uh, and and, and good wishes for everyone who is healing Mm -hmm. uh, after being injured in the attack. Um, dubbed the worst shooting in U.S. history. Mm. Although it's kind of interesting because somebody has pointed out that there are a few non-military Indian massacres oh, yeah, yeah. that might actually qualify as worse mass shootings in mm-hmm. American history, but um, I wanted to—I mean, first of all, it's the elephant in the room, right? And I wanted to comment on it for part of for that reason, but also. Uh, to reflect on social media In mm-hmm. this interaction Because that's where I got almost everything When it happened mm-hmm. And it, it just started blowing up uh, You guys You and Matt And uh, Major Matt and his wife Matt's wife Paulette Had actually God were You guys Were How long were you gone?
1: Oh I, I, was, still, I was still on the way back My right. phone started blowing up on the way back from here
0: yeah, so I got because you got caught in the traffic as soon as they started shutting
1: things down. Well, right? I actually pulled over to see what the hell was going on and then realized that traffic was going to be bad, so I went around it. But it did take me a couple hours to get home. Jeez. Andy lives... I live 20 minutes away. Yeah, strategically, ge- uh, geographically speaking,
0: Andy lives on the other side of Mandalay Bay, where the shooting occurred, mm-hmm. and my house. So he basically had... Um, uh, that
1: major crossing to go through. You had that crossing to go through. Yeah, so I ended up driving way south of it and cutting down by Blue Diamond Road. But actually, you hung out... Blue for, Diamond! Well... Good Lord, that yeah. is... Uh, well, I was playing it safe. Um, well, and, and, and as it turned out, as I drove back up, I went down and drove the Cater from there. And uh, going up the Cater, I passed... Um, Russell and uh, the 215 were both close off, which were both the, the two I thought about taking before that, so I didn't make the right decision, because the roads I was planning on taking were gone. Wow. So, yeah, normally on Geek Shock we sort of gloss over this quickly, and right because we're, we're here to be the, the clowns that amuse you while crazy bad things are happening, but this is... Right in the middle of our stuff.
0: It's in the middle of our stuff, and also, um, I one comment I wanted to make was uh, I, I, of course, went to Facebook.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh
0: That's that's where I actually heard it was beginning to happen, and then I turned on the TV, turned on the local news, and I was like watching local. Uh, whoops, local, local news. Yeah, the local, local locals, and and also reading on Facebook, and. Uh, People were talking about police scanner uh, posts on Twitter, Mm -hmm. things like that. And there was the usual, the usual, oh, my God, what's going on, you know, and and a bit of hysteria. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I was actually kind of impressed with when this all happened, impressed with social media, was I felt there was a certain level of... People who were willing to accept clarification mm-hmm. and correction, because th- there was there was there, there was screaming of uh, uh, multiple shooters at multiple properties. Right. everything's getting closed down. Uh, people don't know what's going on. Um, and um, as we begin to say, no, no, there there are two shooters at Mandalay Bay, and then. Within an hour of that, police have announced there was
1: one shooter. They've got him. And two shooters is actually not unreasonable considering he was shooting from two different windows.
0: That was a large suite. I heard that there was like a 40-foot spread between... He knocked out two windows on the 32nd floor of Mm Mandalay Bay and uh, then started shooting down into the concert goers who are across. Las Vegas Boulevard, yeah, kind of kitty corner. Yeah, if you've if you've ever been to Las Vegas, Las Vegas Boulevard, of course, is the heart
1: of the of right Las Vegas Strip. That whole venue stretches basically from the driveway of Mandalay Bay, well, across the street, but mm-hmm. between Las uh, East of Las Vegas Boulevard, but it stretches from the driveway of Mandalay Bay to the edge of Mandalay Bay, right, all the way through almost Tropicana. It's a huge, yeah. huge venue, and
0: and. Um, for uh, one visual reference for people who have been to Vegas, it's the abandoned uh, Ferris
1: wheel pillars. A lot of people who live here don't know those don't recognize those are there but those, I yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I have some weird insight in, inside information on it because a friend of mine was here for a convention and was staying um, down below. She was um, on the sixth floor, um, a couple hundred feet away. In Mandalay Bay. In Mandalay Bay. Jesus. And she knows her guns, and she heard it start off, and she immediately knew it was automatic weapons.
0: That, just to briefly interject, Mm. uh, um, a couple of my friends who I love them dearly but are prone to hysterics Mm. on Facebook were like, Oh, my God, automatic weapons. It's just crazy. And I was, that was my skepticism. Mm. It's like, come on, guys. And then um, I saw that first Twitter video mm-hmm. that somebody had posted, and I was like, "Sweet Jesus, that is automatic! Mm-hmm. That was really fast. That's almost impossibly fast
1: for semi-automatic." Right. Fine. Right. Okay. So yeah, um, and she also uh, last year she, she's a computer person, so um, she had actually been at this in in state, and those that, was, that was sweet. Mm-hmm. Not that particular suite, but that kind of suite. She'd been upgraded for reasons she has yet to figure out but so she knew that that length was actually one suite. Um and she immediately went online and looked up uh to see if there was a police scanner thing and found the Las Vegas Metro Police Scanner, which you can just listen to. Yeah. Online and listen right. she actually listened to them. The whole thing. You listen to them breaking into the, the, the hotel room and everything. Holy mark Yeah. so Jesus. Yeah. I Now,
0: rumors I've heard mm-hmm. was this guy um, set up, like, surveillance equipment so he could see the police coming down the hallway or coming to the door. That makes sense. Um, I read that he shot through the door once injuring a police
1: officer. Injuring a security guard.
0: Injuring a security guard. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, committed suicide. There were, like, 17 weapons... Or something like that. Ten, In his, I heard, I heard ten, but
1: maybe I haven't looked at the. I
0: heard that there was a shitload. One of the interesting things was, he apparently had some form of AK, a uh, Kalashnikov, mounted, mounted, on some kind of tripod thing to steady his fire. Okay, which blows him out. It, it, it that was uh, 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 one of the news things that I had read. Mm-hmm. It it, it wasn't a um, <clears throat> it wasn't a, a person relating a. But anyway, like back to my original point, mm-hmm. I was actually impressed because when you when people would uh, shoot out updates and everything, people would be like, "Oh, okay, good to know that's what's going on. the, the chief thing I'm referring to is the person of interest, mm-hmm. Mary Lou Danley, right Because a lot of us, including me, posted on Facebook that the police were looking for her because one of her player cards was found uh, in the man's room, right And it turns out, that they're roommates or friends or something. Sounds like they're dating. Yeah. And he he actually just had her player's card with him and was using it while gambling in the three days that he was prepping for this attack. Right. Because she was actually found, I believe it was Tokyo. She was found out of the country in Tokyo. Yeah. And she will be interviewed, I believe, when she gets back. But Mm -hmm. at this point, the Metro has ruled out, I think, that she was involved in any way.
1: Yeah. No, I think that she's been ruled out.
0: Um, And and people accepted that. Like When I started spreading it and other people, because people started like wildfire, just going, this is who we're looking for. And I mean, there there was some really grim shit. There was somebody who was like, they're looking for you, uh, Mary Lou, you better be ready. And... Um, as soon as word got out, well, okay, now they're you know she was out of the country mm-hmm. and they don't think she was involved. Actually, people began to cool off, yeah. which was
1: actually a good thing to see. Uh, I gotta say, I'm, I'm impressed with the lack of lack of uh, craziness, considering mm-hmm. I would have expected a lot more craziness. There's a lot less. Hyperbole. There's some people saying super stuff, but yeah, one of the the num- the, the, the amount of stupid stuff being said is much lower than I would have expected.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the things uh, to attribute to that, sadly and tragically, is we're beginning to adjust to the social media age mm. of mass shootings, mass killings, mm. uh, tragedy
1: of that nature. God, my friend Celestia po- posted the breaking news consumers' handbook. Mm. We, I shared it too. Yeah, and it's 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 really really good. Which was I'm not know if we'll, we may we may post this on Shockman Lair, but it's you know, it's, you know, in the immediate aftermath, news outlets will get it, will get it wrong. Don't trust anonymous sources. Uh, don't trust c- stories that cite other news outlet as a source of information. Hmm. Stuff like that. I mean, it, it seems like pretty basic um, logical stuff, but it's stuff that when this happens, we all sort of forget because we're all caught up and for some reason we need to know more than you know we we want to know the details behind things we want to know why this happened and it's you know the the initial reports are making it sound like just craziness yeah Yeah, it doesn't sound like kind of out of left field Uh, again my friend who um, was there underneath it said uh, she'll be amazed if they you know when they perform the autopsy if they don't find the tumor yeah, yeah like, well... Like, like the Virginia Tech guy had a brain tumor. <clears>
0: there <throat> Now, there is a little family history here. Um, I actually received a text from a friend who lives in Arizona who mm-hmm. was shocked to discover that the, he's friends with the brother, or a brother, mm-hmm. of the shooter. The brother disassociated himself from that family, mm-hmm. the, the shooter's family, when uh, years ago, decades ago, apparently the shooter's father mm-hmm. was a bank robber. Oh. And was, uh, I haven't read up on any details, but was <clears throat> uh, described in my friend's text as something of a psychopath. No, oh, good. I mean, just it was just really, really, it was bad enough that when the family decided to support the father through his travails... As he was being a bank robber and was on the FBI's most wanted list, mm-hmm. the brother disassociated himself from the family and actually has been estranged for years, decades, no contact with them. Mm. So there is that kind. There is that angle too. I don't know what, where that's
1: going to lead to or or, or right. come from. But but the point is, this <coughs> clearly looks like it's one guy. It is the one boy. guy and. That ISIS, we will, we will, we will eventually figure out what the heck happened. Yeah. And uh, ISIS
0: claimed him anyway. Of course, they did. Said he was a recent convert and, right. went, and G- Jesus.
1: Yeah, which is no, yeah, Mohammed. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but we're all safe. All all the geek shock people are safe. Um, I
0: personally don't know anyone who got hurt.
1: I know somebody was in it, and I. She was not hurt, but Tell she was interviewed on the news. Yeah,
0: there are a lot of injured too. When I heard mm-hmm. the the over five hundred injured, mm-hmm. I assumed that the majority of that was panic trembling. Sure, sure, yeah. But uh, apparently, he he scored a it, it's he scored a lot of hits. He it was, it was
1: fish in a very overcrowded barrel.
0: Yeah, and yeah. he did. Uh, he it. Yeah. Oh my god.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Strip went into lockdown. Yes, it did. Uh, I had friends, my gaming group, uh, the the Gatekeepers gaming group I mentioned. They um, they actually were shooting off texts, and that's actually part of how I discovered what the hell was going on, mm-hmm. because the MGM went into lockdown. Right. Um, people were uh, and for scoops, we had uh, read on. Um, Facebook that uh, Audio Jacob was in Caesars yep. when it went into lockdown so right. even as far north as Caesars for those people who are familiar mm-hmm. with Vegas in the strip um, hotels were in lockdown
1: yeah uh, I think because there was little panicking and I don't know if it's a, a concert, a concert it's a, wow what's the word I'm looking for here uh, it's a uh, con- conspiracy no no Con- yeah, never mind. Skip it. Um, okay, whether well, it was a bunch of people working together, it was a uh, Cons- orchestrated orchestrated orchestrated, orchestrated right. attack or not. And this was on top of a whole bunch of um, actual ISIS attacks, or maybe there was claiming those too. Yeah, there was, there was like three or four across the country, the across, across the across the world, rather. Right. Uh, so or
0: truck attacks. Yeah. Jesus.
1: And. We've, Honestly, Vegas has sort of been braced for this for a while. We we, we are a yes. pretty big target.
0: Yes, actually, uh, a lot of us are surprised nothing has happened beforehand.
1: Right. And we're surprised Uh-oh. that it hasn't been an actual, uh, you know, extreme, you know, uh, extremist attack from.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, obviously mm-hmm. it's an extremist attack. I'm probably going the word Muslim extremist, but I guess, right. you know,
0: I, yeah. Well, it, um, yeah. I remember a lot of people being chilled by the, the reports that there was video footage of Vegas mm-hmm. in uh, 9-11 hijackers' possession uh, when they searched their, their homes and s- apartments and stuff, mm-hmm. their safe houses, because <clears throat> we were obviously one of the uh,
1: points also of interest. Well, they also stayed here, too, right before they went on there. Right. You. Yeah. Right. <laughs> their
0: last hurrah. The last hurrah go see a Vegas hooker before you get your 72 virgins. All right. So, but that's, that's essentially the report yeah. on, that we have from yeah. Vegas. Um, so,
1: so, so, uh, we're at, uh, well, that was uh, about 17 minutes of us being really depressing.
0: 17 minutes? So we should
1: probably yeah. mark this somewhere that, you know, I can skip the first 17 minutes if you want to hear the sad president <laughs> stuff. And, then we'll, uh, and get right into we'll the get interesting little, stuff. The weird stuff. Um, um, I, I want to talk about Hefner. Hefner? Yeah. Because... Uh, um, okay. Uh, his, his, you know His magazine is... Obviously well known, but what's not as well publicized is the fact that he started off as a, uh, a aspiring cartoonist.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. There's the and answer. actually
1: saw some of his. Uh, you know, I went looking for his cartoons, mm-hmm. and you uh, didn't, he wasn't good enough to do, become a professional cartoonist. But he was, you know, trying. He might have gotten there if he'd, he'd stuck with it. But yeah. what he was doing was. Uh, he was doing, um, like, almost slice of life. He was uh, Harvey P. Car-ing it before Harvey Um uh, but he was doing very light stuff. He was, you know, he was going through his high school friends and sort of telling the stories of his high school friends and what was going on with them, um, and I guess he started putting in sort of scrapbook stuff and adding in photos and writing little stories, and eventually it sort of segued to where he was, you know, realized he was becoming a magazine person mm-hmm. and then started The Empire. He also was really supportive of cartoonists. Uh, some really amazing cartoonists were published regularly in uh, in right. uh, in, uh, in playboy.
0: It's really funny. I mean, as a kid, as a as a college person, I had a subscription. I, so I I, I certainly had my era of tons of Playboy mm-hmm. stuff, and a lot of the cartoons are what actually oh, stick yeah. out in my head in remembering the magazines, right. Because he uh, he did support he supported all I mean I mean of course it was in his interest to have a whole
1: um, (coughs) First Amendment uh, yeah he was a very major First Amendment advocate but uh, yeah
0: and that's in his business interest but I think also in terms of commentary political satire the cartooning aspect of it there was there was a, a big a big push on his part
1: yeah. Uh, and then my son pointed out that who uh, I don't know if he's ever seen a Playboy or not because who actually has like you know who, who has uh, actual porn magazines anymore in their possession? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, he pointed out that Hefner probably had a pretty huge effect on the world, not just because the sex thing, but because when the internet started, it was like. You know, eventually very much driven by sex. Yeah. Which we've kind of gotten used to because Hefner had, you know, broken that, loosened the lid on that particular jar. Sure.
0: Sure. Playboy, the magazines, and then um, the video Mm -hmm. revolution, and then eventually uh, the home video revolution, I Mm -hmm. should say. And then uh, the internet itself. Just each one building one on top of the other. Yeah. So...
1: Yeah, and you know th- the uh, the little cocktail girl cartoons and the uh, in the in the uh, jokes. You know, drew those? Hmm. and still draws them. I don't know if he still does, but if he still camera person. Oh wait!
0: Oh shit! I know who this is. Yeah, I, who?
1: Leroy Neiman. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's right.
1: Well, you don't think it was a cartoonist?
0: Yeah, no, 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 yeah. no. I, I remember when he did. Uh, I guess it would have been. It would have been seventy uh, six. Uh, the uh, what was seventy six? The Montreal were those in Montreal games? Oh,
1: okay. I don't uh, know. He he did a whole seventy six Placid?
0: N- um, uh, could have been. I can't.
1: Man, we need we need the to sit here. Yeah, and
0: I know. It's, it's to whip stuff up. But he did he did a mm. whole bunch of. I mean, he did a whole range of sports mm. stuff. I was doing the, the sports stuff time. Yeah, and uh, well, I remember the explosion of his poster. It kind of kind of went mainstream. He kind of got very popular. Mm. Uh, and then, of course, uh, culminating in the Rocky. Th- Rocky 3 or Rocky 4? One of the Rocky movies. One yeah. of the
1: Rocky movies where, boom, uh, Rocky gets a Leroy Neiman. No. Um, Which so, Stolen probably owns this, I would imagine. Oh, of course. Um, I, you know, yeah. But I, and, and you, know, you know, the joke about, you know, I, I read it for the articles. Right. Some really good articles in there. I've, I've, no, I've, there was, yeah. there was yeah.
0: actually some. Some uh, yeah. cutting-edge journalism, yeah. uh, in at least as I remember from the 70s. Yeah. I remember my br- brother talking to my mother about a Jimmy Carter interview. Mm-hmm. Um, that was apparently pretty important. Uh, yes, too.
1: when he said that he, he uh, busted in his heart. Right. Yeah.
0: He, he did what Americans demand of their politicians. He told the truth and was honest. And uh, a lot of people... Do we demand that? Uh-huh. Well, yeah, that's, sure we do. That's what people say. Oh, if they're just honest, I'll forgive them. So he was honest and said even though he was a born-again Christian, he did look upon women with lust in his heart at mm-hmm. times. And boom, uh, I remember one, I forget who it was, but one of his campaign people in later remembrances said Carter was slaughtering Ford in the polls, and that interview made it a horse race. Ah, interesting. And, made, and tightened up the race for on the par for yeah. Ford, which was just sort of like, uh, what happened to honesty, uh, Americans? Yeah, I yeah. thought you wanted that. So. Clearly we don't. Yeah, well, I mean, clearly now, definitely. Yeah, the post-truth, this post-truth uh, presence <laughs> yeah. here. Post-truthiness. Yeah. Um, I have a, a, a news some people may not give a shit about. I actually do. So, but um, I just read literally today. Uh, I think Deadline reported it. I got it off of the IO9 aggregator. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Cameron has announced that Kate Winslet will be uh, uh, playing a character in uh, some of the Avatar sequels. Okay, and I care about it because I love Kate Winslet. She's she's one of my favorite actresses. Mm-hmm. Um, is she going to hog the goddamn door again? <laughs> <laughs> that would just be great. You know, she just has to let go of Sam Worthington and let him drift away somewhere. Uh, well, it's unobtainium, so he just drift away into the sky, wouldn't right. he? Tie a rock,
1: tie the stupid diamond to a piece of unobtainium <laughs> like a Florida-
0: just release it. And just watch it go up, 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 up in the air. Be but, free, diamond.
1: Be yeah, but free. she,
0: she is. Uh, I like to joke. She has some of the biggest balls in Hollywood because some of the roles that she's taken
1: mm-hmm. have been so bold. Okay, and, tell me because I'm, right. not, I, I can't picture Kate Winslet. I, I'm trying to picture. Well, not one.
0: only Titanic, but she like. um, uh, Eternal Sunshine. Oh, Eternal Sunshine of oh, the Spotless,
1: Spotless Mind is a great movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she's fantastic in that, and it's funny. Here I am talking about how I love her, and I'm totally. You're blanking out. Um, it was Hamlet, and I. Oh, Hamlet too, after Boogaloo. I know. It's either. It's either, Oh God, damn it! It's either Branna. I'm recording on my phone as well, so I can't just hop on my phone. Oh, and, all right. Um,
1: you, you, you keep jabbering uh, about whatever it's, it is. It's, like to, I looking it,
0: up. it's like Hamlet with Kate Winslet. It's either Kenneth Branagh's or Mel Gibson's Hamlet. Okay. The, she was Ophelia in one, and Helena Bonham Carter was Ophelia in the other. And she was, I'm pretty sure it's Kenneth Branagh, but she was uh, she was great in that. I remember watching her and just being
1: transfixed. Kenneth Brown. Branagh, okay.
0: Yeah. And she just, she looked amazing. And then when she plays Ophelia after she's gone, uh, after she's lost it and kind of gone mad. Like, I was, like, like, right out of the gate practically. I mean. Yeah. Um, That was, that was just amazing. Mm-hmm. She was just an amazing performance. And all of the stuff that she's done over the, over the years has been amazing. She's one of the best of her generation.
1: So we have any of what she's going to play?
0: Uh, he called her character Ronal.
1: Ronal? And, and that sounds kind of like she might be one of the big blue guys. Uh, you know
0: what? Could, could entirely be. Either that
1: or it's... One a of the movie. Na'vi. I remember the name now. Navi. Na'vi! Yeah. Which apparently it's going, it will
0: have, uh, Jake and Natiri. Their characters, but also their kids, and the struggle
1: against the colonialism of the humans and the planet and the things. So we're going to see some time passage here. Okay. Uh, yeah, apparently 100%. it will be
0: twenty twenty. I guess when the first one comes out, and then mm. then there'll be then there'll be a quick succession. He's planning for those. Yeah, I don't mind because <laughs> that first Avatar was visually amazing.
1: Visually amazing, yes. Yes. I mean. And and we all rushed out to see it because it was visually amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Visually amazing. Yeah. Uh, I haven't gone to see it again because I, yeah, I've, I've done it. <clears throat>
0: right. I know. Well, when my dad was sick, I actually put
1: it on for him, but
0: uh, I really didn't watch it myself. Right. but uh, And that was here on, on home DVD. Mm-hmm. He's just watching it on the projection TV, and he was just... <clears throat> that was an amazing looking movie.
1: Yeah, it was so one of the first ones where they got the 3- th- well, the 3-D was amazing too.
0: 3-D, well, and that's because Cameron, you know, whatever you want to say about him, the fucker knows how to shoot a movie. Yeah. And 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 he really, I mean, he, he knows films so well, he knew how to do 3-D. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the, the Avatar, one of the things that I like about it also is the color palette. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the whole Na'vi thing was just gorgeous in the, some of the scenes that they were filming and everything the, mm-hmm. the planetary scenes and color palette is one of the things that excites me right now about certain movies like just the posters of Thor Ragnarok mm-hmm. I want to see that movie you don't e- I don't even need that first trailer mm-hmm. that was just like holy shit you know mm-hmm. that really made you sit up I, just those posters beautiful uh, four color affairs that of course have more than four color mm-hmm. but they ev- evoke that stunning um, uh, palette that is what made comic books sort of flash and dazzle for mm-hmm. kids way back when those posters alone make me want to see that movie mm-hmm. I can hardly wait to look did
1: you ever see Dick Tracy in the theater yes I did in the theater so yes I okay. did yes I did because that was that was the first one I remember them really Trying to go for a, a color palette, trying right. to right.
0: It was it was funny too because Tracy, they'd go back and forth, and they'd use color to like punctuate things. Like I remember scenes where everything is drab except for a couple of elements, right, to make it bold and everything. Anywhere
1: there was color, it was, it was it was limited to six very specific right. colors.
0: Yeah, yeah, but they did and that was visually striking. And that's one of the things about film. That I personally uh, would like people to see take advantage of. I know people poo poo and wham mm-hmm. wham over CGI and stuff like that, but I do think film is
1: ultimately visual. Well, they did, um, I, mean, they, I mean, it depends on how you use the tool. I mean, Oh uh, Brother, Where Art Thou? I've seen shots of that with the original, right. with the raw footage, and then right. what they did, the sort of sepia tone they
0: the wash, put yeah. onto
1: it, and then really does change the look and feel of the whole thing.
0: Right, and I heard that Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, is where they started doing that, because one of the big things now is uh, teal washing Mm -hmm. that a lot of people are talking about. I just watched um, uh, Wonder Woman on uh, Mm -hmm. Blu-ray the other night, and the teal wash to sort of convey that Oh look! This is this is the beginning of the 20th century, and we kind of associated that kind of washy colorness now with that, sort of like with Saving Private Ryan, mm-hmm. where they uh, that was really the, the precedent.
1: Yeah, back back in the old days, it wasn't any color.
0: I know. Yeah. and it's really funny because uh, juxtaposed with Wonder Woman, which was said during World War One, I've actually seen a series of pictures. Uh, color pictures from World War I, mm-hmm. which really changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you tend to forget that most of the time when you look at black and white for people in the modern age like us, you almost get a sense, you almost feel like, oh, an overcast day. Right. It's another, you know, every single day yeah. in the early 20th century and 1800s was an overcast day. And um, then you see a colorized or color actual, because they did have it way
1: back then, yeah. color photo. Which you're just like, wow. Yeah, they actually developed some color photo techniques much earlier than I thought. They didn't use it a lot because was expensive and hard to do. But yes, was, but right. Was, I were, mean, that was the. There thing. are some much older color photos than you right. expect them to be. Now, this, when I was working at Excalibur way back when, uh, I remember pitching to some people trying to get them to get a caricature done, and they, oh no, we just got our old timey photo done. We're, we're kings and queens, but we got it in black and white because that's more authentic. I'm like, what? <laughs> Well, we the cowboy days didn't have much color, right? Right, right. Yeah, that's
0: uh, yeah, that's yeah. Ugh. I like that more authentic that way. Um, speaking of Wonder Woman and color, one of the interesting featurettes on the Blu-ray. I thought
1: I derailed you. All right, carry on. Yeah.
0: Nope, I got <laughs> it. Ha ha, I win. Um, the photo mm-hmm. that you see in Batman versus Superman of her okay. with the the yeah, World yeah. War One people. Um, was an actual... It uh, was not CGI. It was an actual authentic glass-pane daguerreotype. Um and, and they actually... They actually filmed... They actually shot that photo um, months before they shot that scene.
1: Okay. Uh, they shot the photo. Well, that must sniper. have been a nightmare trying to match it up to the um, footage. Yeah, well,
0: actually, they 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 the footage and everything, they did a good job on... Because they had that all planned out. It was really funny. The interview. The guy looks like the type of guy who would specialize in taking glass pane daguerreotype photo types. He has so the, handlebar mustache, uh, sideburns down to his nipples. All right, he the old actually, nipple side he, Yeah, burn. he actually had a, a beard that was split to the sides and just went all the way down oh, yeah. to the side and then. Yeah, I don't mean historically it looks like. I mean, he looks like the type of it guy. looks like the kind of hipster who would spend a lot of time trying
1: to do something that's a lot easier to do with,
0: real, with modern exactly. stuff. Exactly. And he had the whole setup. He had the box camera. He had the whole box. Uh, you insert the glass. Mm-hmm. You pull out the um, the cover for the pane. Mm-hmm. Then you remove the cap. Everybody uh, holds still. They took a couple of shots. Um, Gal Gadot is showing her model background because they actually talked about how her picture, her face is very sharp and clear and everyone else has a little bit of move to them so they blur just a little bit. And then, Which actually
1: works. The first time I saw those photos I didn't recognize the actors.
0: Right. And Zack Snyder and um, Patty Jenkins were actually talking about that
1: and mm-hmm. saying, "You
0: know what? We kind of like the effect of the blur. Mm-hmm. It kind of says these guys are in history. She's still, she's still here. Right. So they like the creative choice from that happy accident. Mm-hmm. But it was very, very nice. It was very, very interesting. Yeah. I don't have
1: it. You don't give a shit about. It. I'm sorry. I, didn't, I just couldn't. Nothing. Just, me. You care too much. Andy. I do. I you like just. That. You just want to care find about everything. I want to care
0: about. So.
1: um...
0: Well, Blade Runner 2049 this yeah, weekend. Yeah. This weekend. Ragnarok comes
1: out pretty soon, too, right? Uh, November, November, right? November 2nd. I always want that to be sooner than it is.
0: Oh, my God. I can't don't trump. wait.
1: I can't don't, wait. Don't, don't trump. Oh, okay.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I just can't wait. I just cannot wait. Yep. I'm so
1: looking forward to that. Um, Mm -hmm. So we got this all... We got this all... It's the do-it-yourself version. We got all screwed up. We missed, like... Any geeky things you did this week?
0: Right. Um, Well, you mean aside from, like, our D&D game where we had a big old fight against drow? Yeah. We kicked some drow ass. Yep. You did. I actually... uh, They have four settings in the... Settings. You like that? Settings. In in the Dungeon Master's Guide for Calculating uh, the Challenge Rating of an Encounter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Easy, Medium, Hard, Deadly. And this one, um, I actually took the hard challenge rating for a couple levels higher than your group is, Mm -hmm. than you guys are. And I toned the characters down just a bit. And you guys actually tore right through them. I think I'm going to start moving into deadly territory Mm -hmm. and see what I can do. Because you guys are, uh, and I've made a few other decisions when uh, you guys get magic items and stuff, uh, whenever we meet. Um, we'll see about pushing the envelope in terms of uh, stuff to do with you guys. But, so it's kind of sad because I don't even know if we're going to get to meet the next weekend or two. It's going to be kind of tough. Yeah. So, But um, there was that game. And uh, I watched Wonder Woman at home. And that led to a, oh, fuck, why not watch Batman versus Superman? So watch that again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Eh. I still't I, I still, still doesn't bother you still doesn't bother me yeah. too terribly much I'm okay it's it they're not fantastic but they're okay and I still think that they know what
1: they're what they're going to do with uh, with yeah. the um, the Justice League I sort of semi watch some uh, agents of shield was doing other stuff I've already watched it all before but mm-hmm. I'm uh, flipping through uh, Yeah, sort of working on stuff and watching it... And, Looking up when I see my favorite parts,
0: repeating it over
1: again. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm, i I kind of want to watch up to the point where, uh, um, I kind of want to watch up to the point where uh, the big. Uh, I'm trying. It's four or five years back, and I'm still not trying to screw up the. But where the, the big <laughs> shift in the series happens, I want to wow. watch up to where that is, and then watch um, the uh, the movie that relates to it that shifts connected to. Yeah, yeah. That um, that. <clears throat> I heard.
0: I didn't know this for sure, but I heard that um, actually, uh, um, Agents of Shield's numbers are low enough that the, there was a contemplating canceling it. And yeah, they got saved. What is, what is it? A- yeah, they got yeah, saved. They got So, well, well that uh, was kind of said. I mean, I don't care about ratings anymore because I do all the binge watching and everything. Right. So.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna watch on Netflix when it comes out on Netflix. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I hope. I'm glad. I'm glad that they're keeping it because I'm. I'm enjoying. I still enjoy that series the most. I haven't watched Inhumans yet, but
1: the uh, reviews I've seen of it don't look great. <sighs> yeah,
0: uh, yeah. the The movie movie premiere thing came and went, and I didn't even see that. So, yeah. um, I'd like to. I'd like to catch humans, but no, I haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah. So. my other note that I want to bring up. The Lamentations of the Flame Princess um, Bundle of Holding. Bundle of Holding is something run by DriveThruRPG.com. That is a game store that actually uh, sells and markets um, uh, PDFs of uh, games. So you can actually get your stuff online. So... um, so um, you have an, any, and just about nowadays, just about any uh, book, any series, any group, or anything actually um, does a PDF in addition to a hardcover release. And Drive Through RPG is where you can go and get uh, those e- PDFs
1: yeah.
0: for game stuff. And Lamentations of the Flame Princess is doing a bundle, and there are literally. Hundreds of dollars of PDFs bundled into a a pay what you want, and you know it's it's pay what you want, but they also have their price break things. So if you pay over twenty seven bucks, you'll get this amount of uh, games. Versus um, that sounds like a, pay what you want. That sounds like yeah. It, they call it pay what you want because you can actually pay what you sounds want. Sounds like rough guidelines, but but it is rough guidelines, and it I support it incredibly. Lamentations is doing incredibly cutting-edge work, I think. Right. Well, it's o- been a while since you've talked about them. Explain right. what the
1: limitations of
0: The, the, um, the o- OSR, um, old-school renaissance in D&D gaming, mm-hmm. um, started out with people wanting to play D&D. This, a lot of this came in reaction to 4th edition, which was such a radical departure. From what they were doing, and a lot of people were like, you know what? All the D and D I need is in the 1974 edition, mm-hmm. or the 1970s, you know, early editions and stuff. And because of Third Edition's open gaming license, then a few uh, business people did a little bit of a push, and actually got the open gaming license, which was a way for third-party publishers to publish D and D adventures with Wizards of the Coast approval. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually pushed it so that it wasn't just third edition but second edition AD&D old D&D all of that it applied to mm-hmm. and uh, with that precedent set you started getting reprints or printings of what they call the retro clones
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which were like swords and uh, swords and wizardry or osric which were all different um, updated reformatted nice modern layout versions of the old old game systems. Mm -hmm. Lamentations of the Flame Princess is a a D&D OGL game, but it actually has a lot of its own type of uh, interpretations and rule sets for D&D, that it has become its own kind of D&D game. Mm -hmm. And it emphasizes a simpler style of mechanics, simpler mechanics. Mm -hmm. It's also a much more lethal approach um, and that's reflected in the art design. The art design is stunning depictions of, of adventurers just getting melted by oozes or torn apart by monsters. Mm-hmm. But it's a very metal approach to D&D, mm-hmm. and with a heavy emphasis on the weird. Okay. H.P. Lovecraft and a lot of the weird from that mm-hmm. kind of uh, element
1: of pulp fiction. You made me, made me think um, of the Call of Thulu, uh right. RPG. Because that was one of the things I really liked about that RPG is that people did not could not could not get attached to their characters, right? Because it's in the Lovecraft room, you know, right. universe, you're either going to go die or go insane. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And in, in Lamentations, it's it's all it's it's hardcore along those lines. You, the encounters are not meant to be balanced. We're like, this is a good encounter for fourth level adventurers. Mm-hmm. You have to analyze it and figure out. Should I get out of this or should I not? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where you had the stunning award-winning Red and Pleasant Land, which was mm-hmm. Zach Smith's melding of Alice in Wonderland with Vampire Wars, mm-hmm. basically Dracula versus Elizabeth Bathory in a Wonderland-type setting. <coughs> Included in this bundle is the award-winning Blood in the Chocolate, which is um, uh, Kiel Chenier's version of almost of Red and Pleasant Land in that it's Willy Wonka-ish. That's so, far. so it's a metal, hard, weird D&D game that takes place in a Willy Wonka kind of uh, candy-producing world. But it's it, very um, explicit. James Raggi who's the publisher of Lamentations, when somebody said, well, it's more mature D&D, he actually joked, well, I wouldn't say mature. Let's say explicit. Um... Veins in the Earth, of the Earth, um, which is by Patrick Stewart. Is, uh, yeah. (laughs) The Ice Rings Out. um, Is also included in the bundle. Patrick uh, is an up and coming RPG designer and writer, and he's doing incredibly inventive, incredibly imaginative work. Um, And uh, that's part of the bundle. And uh, Broodmother Sky Fortress, and. Um, a whole number of different wonderful, wonderful games. And, and a lot of these games, they're so damn good, I actually would advocate people reading them just for reading them. You, you know, don't even necessarily have to get them for, to, to play them. And for $27, $28, you get a host a host of PDFs, an amazing lineup of games. And these bundles of ho- holdings actually do a whole variety of different game systems at different times. It's uh, something good to get in on. They'll even do, like Call of Cthulhu and type uh, those types of games as well. So keep in mind for a bundle of holding, um, if you Google that, and Lamentations Plus 2, the plus sign, the number 2, because this is the second Lamentations bundle of holding that they've done. Uh, okay, um, take a look for it and, and pick up those games if you get the chance. Because it is some it is some
1: truly amazing stuff. All right. So I went back while you were talking. I went online because you said Elizabeth Batheroy, and uh, I am wrong. So I, uh, I whatever source I first read about her in what's her name is Elsbeth Batheroy. And I've always said Elspeth and, Oh, man. Really? And I just went looking through, and there is no Elspeth Batheroy.
0: Right. Isn't it I think I guess it's it's actually probably more closer to like what um, Vlad uh, Dracul? Uh, Vlad Gary Dracul. Oldman was saying in the Gary in, Oldman. Okay. In the in the in the Coppola Dragon when he would call her Elisabetta, that was his wife that Winona Ryder is like uh, the, the newer incarnation of. I, I've never seen that one. You haven't? Andy, Andy, that's an incredibly visually lush movie. Is it? Okay. One of Coppola's... It is uh, Oldman. Uh, uh, Oldman is fantastic. Just an amazing, over-the-top, but wonderful performance. Now, does
1: the uh, over-the-top Oldman wonderful performance outweigh what I've heard is one of Keanu Reeves' worst performances? It, uh, uh, the,
0: the, the, the wonderful and great Keanu is, is miscast in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it can be clunky. Mm-hmm. But you've got a great appearances from William Campbell. Uh, you have Winona Ryder, who, who, who I think, I think, does a serviceable job. Um, you have uh, names I'm blanking on now, of course. And, of course, the inimitable Anthony Hopkins in what I feel is one of the best Man Helsings. I love his Van Helsing in this movie. Okay. And if you want to watch this movie, you watch it for Oldman and for Hopkins, and you watch it for that that, um, that Van Helsing. But the other thing was is that Coppola, being Coppola, committed to... Uh, he didn't want to do a lot of special effects or um, uh, uh, computer-like FX work. He s- said he really wanted to film special effects like
1: they would have done in the day, because it's a period-accurate piece. In so, the day for... So, like, like the movies were filmed in 1875. Right. Yeah. But they they, <laughs> did, they did things like when they would do weird
0: um, moments where, like, rats walking across the ceiling as characters are passing underneath them. Mm-hmm. And not, not clinging to the ceiling, but walking in a gravity-defying manner. Mm-hmm. So they would literally flip the camera over mat out the low the upper half mm-hmm. film a rat moving across the set piece mm-hmm. turn the camera over mat out the top half and then film the scene with
1: the others so, so that so non-digital they exactly and it, was, and, and it was
0: and it was and he does some truly amazing <laughs> Truly amazing uh, practical effects work, and it, it's visually. Once again, go back to there. Mm-hmm. It's a very visually interesting movie, it's and October. I definitely
1: recommend it. And o- it's October. It's October, so watch yourself some Dracula. Yeah. Hey, now the, now we're on the subject. It is October, so, yes, sir. so horror movies. I, mean, I know we talked about some of the, the 80s ones and stuff, but like, as far as like just classic horror movies, what mm-hmm. would you recommend people watch in October?
0: Well, I mean, I always talk about Universal. Because mm-hmm. for me, that was October.
1: Mm-hmm. Growing
0: up as a kid, there were always late-night weekend showings for um, the Universal Horror Movies and their Hammer uh, offspring. Mm-hmm. So I'm always enamored of those. I uh, I remember Halloween. I remember Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street coming out. But it's funny. For me, those those slasher movies are not as a part of Halloween.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't have much interest in the slasher ones. Yeah. I do kind of want to watch Reanimator again this season. I mm-hmm. uh, haven't seen that in a while. Although, I'd, yeah, it's, no, it's been a few years. But it's
0: funny too, having met and researched Jeffrey Combs in like my Star Trek work. Mm-hmm. Seeing the the, the baby faced, childlike Jeffrey Combs in Reanimator mm-hmm. blows my fucking mind. Because mm-hmm. uh, it was like, holy shit. You know, people. He was, he was, he was that young one time. I read a review as a side note. Somebody watched Blade Runner for the first time, mm-hmm. uh, and one of the comments was an absurdly young Harrison Ford, which is so funny. <laughs> exactly, you're That's making b- young Harrison you're, you're Ford.
1: You're the same face I did when I read that. The game. absurdly young Harrison Ford is American Graffiti. Exactly. Yeah, it was really funny
0: because I read that and I was like, wow. I guess for some people. Um, the, 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 cranky action hero telling people to get off his plane is, uh.
1: Blade Runner's after. Yes. Star
0: Wars. Right? Yeah, in Star Wars. He was 34 when they filmed it. Mm. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah, he was a latecomer. Yeah. Uh, definitely for, for older actors is a, a shining light of hope for, oh yeah, I can actually, um, I can actually make
1: it still, even though I'm, I'm now in my 30s. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Aged yeah.
1: and well, yeah, he is a man, too. If he was a woman, forget it. True enough.
0: So. But, um.
1: Uh. Yeah. I derailed you, pillowed you. Mm hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, actually, I've. Uh, lamentations was my last yeah. now for things I specifically wanted to talk I, threw, about. I threw
1: in the, the horror movie thing just you know to try and fill it oh, out yeah but I I,
0: I try to watch hammer horror and um, Universal stuff I've got they did when when uh, uh, Steven summer did his uh, big Van Helsing movie mm-hmm. and so Universal tried to put out their DVD collections mm-hmm. where you would get a number of Dracula movies with Dracula and stuff. And I try to go through them um, every October. I don't always do it, mm-hmm. but um, and especially the later ones because I think that that is where you learn a lot about uh, some of the modern conventions. Like Dracula f- bursting into flame or falling into a powder in sunlight. And right. Bits like that, which were not part of Bram Stoker's book, and we're not in the original movie. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: One note I will make, if you get a chance, if you're a fan of the older movies, try to get a hold of a good Dracula DVD or Blu-ray, Bela Lugosi Dracula, which includes the Spanish language Dracula. This was really funny.
1: This is is, is back before they would... Dub
0: them. This is where right. they would
1: re- reshoot.
0: Right, and there was there was there was there was plenty of money to be made in uh, Spanish language countries. Right, Latin so they, they would they would
1: reshoot the whole movie mm-hmm. on set. Yep. with the actors speaking the language. Well, with, with
0: Spanish actors, mm-hmm. and it was it was funny because they shot at night. That during the day you would shoot your 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 English language Dracula, mm-hmm. and then the Spanish people would move in at night and shoot the Spanish language version. And it's really funny. So you get the same set pieces, a lot of the same costuming, um, but the mood, the tone and and various aspects of the movie, even with a Spanish translated script, is different. And it's not Bella, it's somebody else. Right, exactly. Okay, it's, a, it's a popular because I know um Spanish actor at the time.
1: I'm trying to think of and it's um Is it the Marx Brothers or the uh I mean, there, there's some of those movies where they actually have the same actors reading the lines over him. I think the, oh, the Warren Hardy movies. Mm-hmm. When the Warren Hardy started doing talkies, they wow they, they would actually phonetically, or I guess maybe he spoke Spanish, I don't know. Holy mackerel. Yeah, so that, that's a weird thing to watch. You can find that, that, that on YouTube. That would be
0: incredibly weird. That yeah. would
1: be very interesting, too. Yeah. Um,
0: and, of course, also the other thing with Dracula is the, um, uh, there is a Philip Glass soundtrack. Mm. Uh, version so yeah. along because i think i think he did that with Dracula if i'm unless i'm totally uh crossing my signals because mm. there's also the
1: uh i believe it's metropolis mm. they did a uh yes um, yeah they did yeah. a philip glass uh I was uh, sorting through my DVDs and ran across Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter, so I'm going to be watching that again this Oh, you over. know what? I would
0: love to borrow that from you. Nah. That was on Netflix for a time. Was it really? to watch. Wow. I finally was like, I'm going to watch Captain Kronos today. And, of course, it was no longer. We've that seen again. that together, right? Uh, no. No? Have you never no? seen no, it? No, I've not seen Captain Kronos. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, oh, we've talked about it plenty of times. Oh, man. We even watched a <laughs> few back when... Uh, when gaming was at your place, mm-hmm. you and I actually watched a few DVDs, Hammer horror stuff, yep. and stuff like that. Yes. We never got to Captain Kronos. Though.
1: We will so now, I,
0: I, and I've heard stuff about it. I'm interested in. Uh, in it's that. it's not amazing,
1: but it is very interesting stylistically.
0: And right. Yeah, that's what. Well, yeah, yeah, that pretty much sums up what I've heard. Yeah. From other sources. So. All right. Yeah. So what's your other sources? <laughs> email us uh, at com or email us, yeah, email us, mm-hmm. comments at uglycouchshow.com. Let us know what you're going to be doing for this October. And um, next week we should be back with a with the real geek shop. Yes, a better, yeah. faster, stronger Master Torgo, mm-hmm. a well rested and thoroughly vacationed uh, 80s Jeff. Mm-hmm. And the uh, one percenter uh, top income earning uh,
1: Maple Leaf Matt. Yeah. Um, and and I'll try and bring the pillow out when there's five people. With two people, it's hard to pull the pillow yeah, out. you know
0: that, then, then, I couldn't
1: spill then, anything. Then, I couldn't trip over wires.
0: It feels personal. Yeah, then, then
1: it's like that. an attack. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Just <laughs> brutal. I am Commander K. I'm I am fact-check Dandy. And And this is sort of geek shock.
0: Yes, do do the construction paper with Scotch tape uh, put
1: together DIY. This this is the episode of Geek Shock that you can tape your refrigerator. Yeah, (laughs) and And uh, pretend you like. Yeah, pretend you like. Oh no, it's just as good as the other episodes, really. No, No, it's fine. No, it's very, it's very sweet. Very sweet. I think our
0: icon might want to be a short bus or something. So it. Yeah, we'll see you next week in the Weekend Geek. All right.